a short time ago in a cabin five hours up north. This is The Christian Artist, episode 31. The Force Awakens Review Awakens. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. May the creativity be with you. That was cheesy. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, welcome to our Force Awakens review. Um, this is kind of late since it's today is Christmas, and uh, we'll hopefully be releasing this episode on Christmas. Yeah, which... no, I, I should be. Okay. Shouldn't take me too long to edit it. All right, well, depends on how long we ramble. Yeah. So, Merry uh, Christmas, and I, we were trying to get this out earlier, but it ended up being a crazy week, and we're now up north... Um, northern Wisconsin, cabin in the middle of nowhere, beautiful wintry atmosphere. Um, back in Janesville, there is like literally no snow, so it's pretty nice to have a Christmas with snow. And we're in an awesome cabin recording a podcast, so you know, life is good. Yep. What do you want me to do that? You're so enthusiastic, Connor. I don't get enthusiastic. Ah, that's true. Unless we're talking about Star Wars. (laughs) Which we are. Uh-huh. So we're going to be attacking uh, the three classic story elements, character, plot, and setting, and then talking about, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff or any other extra stuff we want to talk about that doesn't fall within those three categories. And just to give you a review of the new Star Wars movie, Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and yeah, so... And we will not be doing spoilers until later. First, we're just going to give you... We'll give you a big uh, summary and just tell you what you need to know if you haven't seen it yet and whether or not it's worth watching, and then we'll go into spoiler bits. Actually, I was going to say, we'll tell you what to expect and what not to expect from, you know, like our review of it. Like, tell you what to what to go in there thinking and, like, so that you, your expectations are right so you're not disappointed. Well, or... yeah, I know. That's, that's what I was yeah. assuming we do, too. Well, yeah, but you didn't say that, so. But whether or not it's worth watching, like, that's part of yeah, it. Yeah, but expectations. Okay, all right. Expectations are very important. Yeah, but that's just adding on to what I just okay, said, yeah, not replacing you, it. You just need to stop arguing with me. Just <laughs> okay. Agree. So, um, I mean, right off the bat, we will say it was not a perfect movie. Lots of people are saying it was the perfect Star Wars movie. It was not. The, it was not the perfect Star Wars movie, but I did not have any problems with the movie that took away from the movie. There mm-hmm. were no problems that I would have said this needed to not be in the movie. There were just a lot of things that, well, not a lot of things, but there were some things that me and Caleb thought we, like, could have awkward. been done better. Yeah. Yeah. Some things that were awkwardly handled. More just like things that could have been done better. Uh, mostly for me, it's things that were awkwardly handled. No. But okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so, um, I, but I we're gonna say... but we're gonna suffice that after we prefaced it. Uh, prefaced it. So I mean, the, never mind. I'm gonna go back to the beginning. But all that being said, it was a fantastic movie. We would give it a uh, eight, maybe eight point five. Yeah, yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, yeah. It, I I think it's probably my favorite Star Wars out of movie. ten, obviously. Yeah, I think I think it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. But the I, w- I will say oh, it's that definitely the, my favorite Star Wars movie. The lack of lore was really what did it for us, and we will go into that later. But that's mm-hmm. what we want to tell you right off the bat is there's not a lot of explanation. Yeah, yeah, but more like there's not a lot of. World building. Yeah, world building. They don't tell you much about what's going on. They just throw you into the story and tell you about the story. And that is all Star Wars movies, if we're going to be honest, is there's not a lot of lore. You have to look into the expanded universe, is what we'll, what it's usually called, to in order to understand everything that really happened or what's going on. That's very true. 
and one of the big problems here is that they got rid of all the expanded universe stuff for this movie. So you and don't so know you have nothing to to bank your expectations on. You have nothing to anchor yourself to what's going on at all, which is part of the problem of the movie. Basically, my biggest problem was we went to like bunches of different planets and only one of them was named. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them and, and even Jakku, which is the only one that was named is, you know, barely explored. It was all about the story and the characters in the Star Wars setting, but it was not a universe. It, they did not do anything with the universe. They just kind of told the story. And that that is something that Star Wars has always done and probably will always do so that you, they can get more out of it. And it's all like video games or like t- TV shows or something like that. Or just books and stuff like that. They'll, they'll do that so that you can catch up on all the stuff that happened in between the movies and you know just all of that stuff so that's that's basically what what the probably the biggest problem we had with the movie so don't expect that it it was a great movie with great characters great plot um but don't expect anything new um, world building world wise. building wise it's it's not it's not going to blow your mind about the star wars universe in any way yeah so that's that's all we'll say it, um for sure if if you were extremely disappointed in that thing right there, don't just still watch the movie. Yeah, still watch the movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. If you like Star Wars, you will like this movie. And if you don't, there's might be a bigger problem than than you you think there might be with yeah. you. That's mm-hmm. all your fault. Though. <laughs> you you have to like this movie. That's what we're saying. No, that's yes. not true. No, we're we're saying you have to like this. Movie. Okay, you have to you have to appreciate the aesthetic of. A lot of it, like the action scenes and the quality of the acting and stuff like that. Even if you don't necessarily, even if you think the plot, it might be derivative or the world being, uh, world building might not be the best. You have to agree that the, the, the characters and the humor and the action are all phenomenally handled. Yep. So with that, we will now enter spoilers um, and just talk about characters, tell you uh, what the characters are about. Um, then we'll go to plot. And then we'll go to setting, and then we'll finish out with anything else we're missing. Yep. So, first off the bat, with characters, we will both say, and pretty much every single person we've asked so far, have all said that Rey is the best character, and, uh... I think she's the best character, maybe, ever in Star Wars. Yeah. I, I, I can't say that now, like, for, for sure. Yeah. But if she turns out like I think she will with this yeah. trilogy, she will be the best Star Wars character. The only person who can come close is Darth right Vader. now. Mm, I was going to say Obi-Wan Kenobi, but yeah, Darth Vader. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. They're both very good. But those are the two main characters yeah. of Star of all of Star Wars. And if somebody says Except Anakin Skywalker Luke. should be in there, yeah. Well, I mean... But Luke yeah. wasn't that, that great of a character anyway. Yeah. Comparatively to Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's because they wanted to make Luke Skywalker the somebody everyman. that... Yeah, the everyman. Yeah. We could relate and, to uh, him. Yeah. And he definitely wasn't INFP. I will throw that out there. That's probably why Luke Skywalker. Likes him. Yeah. Which is Maddie's. Yeah, Maddie, Anna. I think Taylor Stokes. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Anakin Skywalker is probably an INFP too. I don't even know what Anakin Skywalker is. No, he's he doesn't INFP. have a personality in the first. No, he's an INFP. Three he's either an INFP or ESFJ. What do you think? I don't know. No, INFP. INFP. I mean, I guess that's why his son is an INFP. Yeah. All right, so, but yeah, Wait, anything else about Ray? Anakin Skywalker is Luke's dad? Stop. <laughs> what? Stop. 
what anything more about Ray. Oh, overall, just amazing. Daisy, Daisy Ridley is a fantastic actor. Oh yeah, she's she's fantastic. The the movie just overall fantastic. Um, also, just uh, her relationship with all of the other characters are very very well done. Yeah. Like her almost father daughter relationship with Han Solo is fantastic. Her um, relationship with Finn, her friendship with Finn is fantastic. Yep, that was good. I mean, those are the really the only two char- the two characters that she interacts with the most, except for BB-8. Her and BB-8's relationship is also great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will say that. Yeah, she has a lot of. I think that's probably one of the reasons we love her so much is because she has a great relationship with all the other characters mm-hmm. and can relate to all of them. Yep, um, she's so just a nice person. Yeah, there's that, and also just she's nice, but she's also intense. Yeah, she and, knows how to handle herself. And that's like the action part of it is what I was just gonna say is. And then she can handle herself in all the action sequences, and she makes the right decisions in all the action sequences. So, that, so that's why you, you like her even more in there, is because she can handle herself. Okay. And you know she is capable. Yeah, so I've heard one of the objections that people have, I think, with the movie is that Daisy Ridley, a.k.a. Ray, is too competent for the movie. Really? Because she basically never fails in the entire movie. Except for when she gets captured the one time. I mean, yeah, she gets captured... Yeah, but she escapes herself. Well, yeah. With the force that she suddenly manifests. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, they're going to explain that. <laughs> no, I know. Obviously, I'm just saying like that. That might I mean, be an making issue. her fail at some random point for no reason wouldn't have made the story any better. That's, that's literally what we talked about last episode. Basically, what the objections were is that she seems to be good at everything. Like she's good at fighting. She's good at fixing things. She's good at piloting. She's good at the force. She's suddenly good with the lightsaber. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing that she did in the movie that she was not good at. Well, that just means that she one is like a slave urchin, and she that sounded like a type of plant, <laughs> a street urchin. I was like, what? She she's like a slave urchin, so she 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 learned. Oh you said it again. She, she's a street urchin, so she she has learned a lot through her troubled past. Um, and the only reason that Finn is not also good at everything is because his social skills are terrible, and that's because he was tra- raised as a stormtrooper. Just real quick before we go back go, go to Finn, I just want to touch on whether or not that might be a problem with Ray's character. I don't think we can't really answer that. No, no, I was just saying that I was I was explaining that it's not a problem. Because that is her character. Like, making her... I mean, making her bad at any of those things. Like, I'm sure there's something she's bad at, but none of the things that she did in the story she was bad at, simply because she wouldn't be bad at any of the things she tried. Fair enough. And that makes Except her... Except for the lightsaber. Well, yeah, but that then the Force. But even before she was starting to use the Force that in that lightsaber combat, yeah. she was still somehow facing off the guy. Yeah. Okay, the one big problem fair, I Kyle had... Ren was extremely hurt, so... One of the problems I had with the movie is that how everyone who picks up a lightsaber suddenly knows how to use it, when that has never been the case for lightsabers anywhere in the Star Wars lore. Especially for Luke. And, and I mean, like, Han like, Solo used it once, and he just, like, went, like, yeah. a one thin line across a Tauntaun's belly and then turned it immediately off, because he's like, I don't know how to use this, I'm gonna cut my, my hand off. That's the problem with that weapon. Like, you would cut your... You would kill yourself. Like, when, when Finn was fighting with it, when he first got it, he would have killed himself. And that's why I think Finn has to be Force-sensitive, because he kind of has to be, because otherwise he would have killed himself. And I understand why they did put that in there, though. It's like, 
they, you want everybody to be able to wield the lightsaber effectively. You know, like that's that's something that everybody wants to see. That everybody wants to see some people fighting with lightsabers. Fair enough. So that's probably. And why. I guess if he wouldn't have used a lightsaber there, no one would have used a lightsaber really at all until the very end of the movie. Yeah. And it's a Star Wars movie and you need lightsabers. <laughs> well, that, that just would bring in the Godzilla factor where it's like you never see Godzilla until like the end of the movie. Mm. That would have been cool if you never see a lightsaber actually. Like, it'd be cool if they had Anakin's lightsaber. But they never turned it on. You're like, just turn it on and fight with it and at the very end then he finally fights I think the that's, lightsaber. That is one thing I think I would have changed about that movie. Yeah. Knowing what I know about the lore right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if Finn is force sensitive, then I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But I don't if, think if he Finn is. is not force sensitive, I will be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Unless they give me a good reason for why yeah. Finn can suddenly use a lightsaber. Well, to be fair, the other stormtrooper that he fought at the first, at the beginning there, had like an electric tonfa. And in case nobody noticed that, that's, that's a tonfa. Is how he was wielding that. It was like a really long tonfa, <laughs> and it was really cool. But uh, but uh, I mean, he could have been trained with like a vibrosword or something. Yeah, but the thing, the problem is, the lightsaber has no weight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of things that we'll talk about in here that haven't been answered yet, simply because of the problem that there wasn't a lot of lore. They didn't. They didn't set anything in stone. They just kind of told a story. Like, there, there have been questions about Star Wars that nobody has answered yet, and they haven't answered none of them yet. And the star and the story that they told was good, but the problem was, I don't think there was enough of um, a foundation for the story to to be firm enough, for, for, for the generation, anyway. So, going back to characters, we obviously have been... Um, everything is tied to each other. There's, like, reasons yeah. as to why everything is, you know, how we feel about everything, but... Um, so, going back to characters, so we keep this uh centered centered uh so we for sure i mean we all like ray the best but that is a good point i mean she did she was kind of amazing at everything Mm -hmm. she did get captured once but she still was amazing at everything and i mean so that's the thing she got she got captured because okay kylo ren like turned her mind off with the force but but that's the thing the next time that they in the torture scene she like totally blocks him with the force and so it's like, even the thing she failed at, she ends up being good at in the movie. Which could just be and, and their way of tr- making her character is to be this unstoppable force user. And I would be okay with that because... But that makes her a Mary Sue, which is kind of a problem. It makes her a wish fulfillment character for all of us in the audience. Okay. You know I, what I, mean? See, I see that. Like, but and that, mean, that that's a problem with character development, too. Like, I didn't... I, I think... The reason it worked is because Daisy Ridley's acting is so fantastic that she can take a character that is basically has no flaws and still make her interesting. still make her interesting. Um, and, and I would be fine with this character as long as they give her some sort of flaws in the second movie. Yeah, which they I probably will, will with, with the Jedi stuff. I mean, she That's might true. she might be like an Anakin and be too powerful for her own good and not good at training. Um, I mean, I guess she did have that whole family issues past that she's dealing with, but yeah. she kind of got over that in the, in the movie. I'm assuming that her flaw is going to be she figures out that Luke is her father, which we will get into later. I, we, <laughs> I think that Luke could be her father, potentially. And I think it's too obvious, but we'll get yeah, to but that. But it is possible. And if that is true, then um, 
that will probably be your problem is you dropped me off on Jakku mm. and you sold me to a slave owner. What the heck? Why Dad? would you do that? And then she has this hate towards the person who, the only person who can train her. That's That'd a good very point. interesting. So it's like Aang and Zuko. I have a hate versus yeah. the only person who can train me. That'd be great. I'm kidding. Except Luke is, Luke is nothing like Zuko. I know. But if he turns out to be a lot like Zuko, I would not be against that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> if Luke turns out to be Zuko. And if Daisy Ridley is the Aang that was always supposed to be. Yeah. Because be she cool. has the staff. She does have the staff. All right. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is an anime. Oh right, we an American anime. That. I, I forgot that we were like talking on a podcast for a second there. Probably explain stuff that we talk about. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'll put it in the liner notes. Great, great, great show. But anyway, we're still talking about. All right. So yeah. on to Finn then. Yeah, on to Finn. Okay. So yeah, another thing. Like right off the, right right at the end of the movie, I I said, well, I mean, Finn was kind of an idiot. And then everybody was like, but he kind of was a stormtrooper his entire life and has literally no social skills. And that yeah. we had, what, what we had said before is... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Finn, so Finn basically was uh, grew up from a chi- from childhood being trained in the, mili- in the military organization known as the First Order, which is the reincarnation of the Empire, basically. Which is an, which is an extremely strict, like... Group. Military group. Yeah. So, and so he's known nothing but training mm-hmm. and, 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 he is com- definitely, and combat training up to this point. And he is definitely prospecting. Like the personality type, he is definitely prospecting. And what does that mean? Um, was the opposite of judgment or ju- judging, which basically means he likes to do things improv instead of following the rules. Mm. Like he has a natural tendency to do things his so own way instead of the So, what personality type rules. do you think he is then? Um, probably an ENFP, to be honest. Awesome. So Finn is me. Probably. <laughs> to be honest, he did act kind of like me. He did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm not sure who Ray is, though. Well, is she an INFP? No. What is she, then? Probably I... Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure about that. I definitely think she's an S. Do you think so? Sensing versus... Yeah. Feeling? No. Senses. No, sensing versus um, intuition. Intuition. So, so she goes outward rather than inward. Yeah, so like... Yeah, definitely. So definitely sensing there. She takes action rather than planning. Uh-huh. Basically that. Um, F or T? Probably F. Feeling or thinking? Hmm. I think it's F. She really isn't that analytical about anything. Well, yeah, but... I mean, most... I don't want to say most, but some thinkers aren't as analytical as... I know. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, like... She so probably seems SF. to base most of her decisions on her emotions rather than, or does she? I don't actually know. That's a hard one because I think yeah. I think Ray is kind of the the Luke Skywalker character of this story. It'd be like you can't really pinpoint him because he is because she's in she's a she, Mary or, Sue. Every yeah, man. she's she's defined she's a by, superman really is what she is she yeah she's defined by um what what she is and not by a, a person like she's she, she's not defined as a person she's defined as a this hero. jedi yeah, the, yeah a hero so I, I will agree with that but i still think ray is the best character so, oh yeah definitely yeah and i think most of that has to do with daisy ridley's acting yeah I mean, she was a fantastic actor and that, to be fair it also has to do with how she interacted with each and every character and jj abrams directing i'm sure yeah so there's that um but yeah so finn has this social awkwardness all throughout the movie 
Uh, and Connors, you know, just said he had a problem with that because he just acted like an idiot. He didn't make very good choices. But I pointed out to him after, you know, afterward, you know, he was um, a stormtrooper his whole life. He didn't know anything else. And when he finally decided to, okay, I have a, I've had enough of this when he has to kill someone for the first time. He's like, uh, I can't do this. Then he tries to make friends, which he's never done before. And he's just very awkward at it. So... And I think he and Poe got along so well because they're both soldiers and they both, mm-hmm. they're fine with just being camaraderie yeah. like soldiers would. And he gets along, but, but with Daisy, he just kind of like fell, fell for her right away because, oh my gosh, p- pretty girl who can fight people. That's awesome. I need to help her. And he doesn't know how to act around that because he's only a soldier. So. Yep. Probably. So then there's that, and... Just for the record, I hope that um, uh, Ray and Finn do, don't get together, yeah. and they're just really good friends. I, I think I that relationship will work better that way. I don't think Ray needs to be No. A, a I mean, she's training to, to be a Jedi, so but, that could be a problem. And but I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Luke do cares that. about the old oh, code of <laughs> you can't not. get married. Especially if he had Ray, I don't think yeah. he cares. Well, to be fair, he probably would care even more. He'd be like, "No, Ray, you have to follow the Jedi code." <laughs> because I didn't. Because I didn't. But you were my daughter. And I don't want you with a stormtrooper. So yeah, there's probably that. But anyway, so enough of us speculating on the next movie. We're talking about this movie. Um, Is that with Finn then? Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that's all we need to talk about with yeah. Finn. I mean, he shouldn't have been good with a lightsaber. That's what we'll close with. Unless he's force sensitive, yeah. which uh, if he ends up being force sensitive, I'll be okay with that scene. Yeah. So, um, Kylo Ren, our villain, who ends up being Han Solo's son, uh, I think he is beyond behind Darth Vader, the best Star Wars villain ever created. But that's mainly because, well, okay, mainly beyond because, Palpatine, because uh, Palpatine's uh, better slash Sidious. I don't know. I mean... He's so menacing, though. Well, yeah, you know, he's scary and menacing, <laughs> but... scary. I feel like I like Kylo Ren as a character more. Palpatine is scarier, but I like. I think I like Kylo Ren okay, as a Okay, I see what you're more. saying. Okay, so Palpatine is more of a Sauron character, yeah, whereas like Kylo Ren is more of a Gollum character. Yeah. He's a, no. a villain you can relate with more. I couldn't relate no, like, to Gollum at all. No, well, okay, a villain you can understand Do you have schizophrenia? more. schizophrenia? No, 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 stop. Like, a villain that you understand more. You understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, Sauron, he's just this force of evil. And yeah. Palpatine, he's just this evil emperor. But with, with Kylo force. Ren and Gollum, you can see the struggle in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah. And same with Darth and Vader. And Kylo Ren has kind of clammy skin like Gollum does, so. Sure. <laughs> So we will have to say right off the bat, it's just young Severus Snape. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like. That's the character. No, it's even the character. Like he's just young Severus Snape with a no. dark side slash light side internal struggle, which makes him really angry. He's but he's more emotional, way more emotional than Severus Snape ever well, was. Well, yeah, that's because he has the force. He has the force, and that's all going on in him. But I think even if he didn't have the force, he'd be a more emotional person than Snape is. Maybe after... Snape has literally no emotion. He just goes, oh. That's because he's a professor who's like 50 or something. Yes, but I've... And he's, he... and he's undercover. I never saw That's him have strong emotion. That's why he never shows emotion. Emotion. Unless he's angry. He's just... But he's... He, even then, he's a cold angry. Yeah, no, but hot yeah, this, angry. this is Kylo Ren who's young. 
Fair enough. Fair and enough. he has the forced struggle going on. Okay, fair enough. That's how I'm I see what it. you're saying. Is he, he's extremely emotional because he's young and he has all that going on. And yeah. he, just, he like, has his father who's trying to convince him to come back to the light side. And he, he probably killed a bunch of Jedi. He has all of that internal struggle going on. But he, he's probably still an F over T. I, probably, I think that's probably the only difference between Severus and Ben um, Solo. Yeah, is that... There, it's um, he's more he's a feeling type and he's a thinking type, and I mean Severus is thinking and Kylo Ren is yeah. feeling. That's probably the only difference. So, um, one of the things that is pointed out that I, I heard pointed out to me about Kylo Ren is he's basically what Anakin Skywalker, what they were should trying, what he should have been, and what they were probably trying to do with Anakin was being the bratty, emotional kid who has a struggle between the light side and the dark side. Um, except they got Kylo Ren's character so right, whereas and, they got Anakin's character so wrong. Yes. And also, they they turned Anakin's character on his head and made him evil, who's mm-hmm. trying to turn, who who has a struggle to turn good. Oh, you, you, you mean know? Kylo? Yeah. It, no, I was talking about Kylo Ren. Oh, right. You were tr- tr- they turned the Anakin thing on yeah. its head for Kylo. Yes. And made him struggling against light rather than against darkness. That makes sense. Um. So with with Kylo Ren, there's a, there's a few things in play here. One of the things that I really like about his character is that um, he gets angry, and when he does, that's like a legitimate character flaw that he has, and it's handled in a very, very powerful and realistic way. Whereas Anakin, when he gets angry, he slaughters entire villages of um, sand people for no reason. Um, and, and just does horrible, evil things when he that he shouldn't really do. With Kylo Ren, when he gets angry, he grabs out his lightsaber and starts hitting things. Just, like, just blowing up computers and stuff like that. And that is a legitimate, like, thing throughout the movie that you understand about him, that character. And then, when he you get to that final fight scene, this is one thing Con- that Connor pointed out to me, a problem that he had uh, initially. He was like, well, why didn't Kylo Ren use his force powers against, like, Finn and... Uh, and and which, which he did at the very beginning, he forced push Ray. Uh huh. But that was it. But and then Connor's like, wait, he he can like stop blaster bolts and stuff like that. Why didn't he just keep using force powers? But I pointed out, I'm like, but he was really angry, and he kept like punching himself to get you know because he was bleeding and he was trying to like fuel himself with the dark side and stuff like that. And so he just got out of his lightsaber and he started hitting things like he does when he's angry. And that's why he didn't think to use the force. Where if he did and he was more in control with his emotions, he probably would have been able to beat Ray because he could have force pushed her off of the side of a cliff yeah. or something. But the one thing I will point out, though, is if he was super angry, at, at one time he had this lightsaber clash with Rey, he said, I could train you in the Force, and was very in control. I think he seemed in control, but I really don't think he was. Probably. He's probably saying, I have a chance I to... I think he is desperate. Yes. Yeah. Because he's like, holy crap, this lady's kicking my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that fight scene reminiscent of... Uh, Satil Sean versus Mal, uh, but not Malik. What's his name? Malgus. Malgus yeah. in uh, the Stars Old Republic trailer. No, the, the setting. They're in a forest. Oh, right. The like, setting. The, the, was, the aesthetics yeah. of it. The aesthetics. Like it yeah. looks very similar. Sure, I did. I did find it familiar uh-huh. somehow. Yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah, because they were they're knocking down trees yep. and. Except the next time they fight. Hopefully it's in the same place, and she's going to have a double-bladed lightsaber because they have foreshadowed that with the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she didn't, if she's not going to have a double-bladed lightsaber, her having a staff literally made no point. Really, made no made no sense. Like there was mm-hmm. no point in her having a 
a cool staff. You know, I would be fine with her having a lightsaber pike. I mean, uh, it's too hard to use, though. That's true. It, Double-bladed lightsaber is the only thing that makes sense. And then she's literally Satil Shan, <laughs> which is the coolest <laughs> which thing ever. Which is pretty awesome. And as long as they give her a character flaw, which involves Luke. And I, I actually w can kind of see that foreshadowed as well, because she gets along with every character in such an awesome way, mm. that that's going to be her downfall as one of the characters that she doesn't get along with is her teacher, the one person she needs to be able to have a relationship with. So that's what I'm calling. Okay. All right. not, not really relationship-wise, but Luke needs to rub her wrong when, she's mm -hmm. teach when he's teaching her. I think that's the only way to, to fix that. And uh, the thing that we keep coming back to in this review is that we don't know everything for sure because there wasn't a lot that was revealed or told in the movie. There was a lot, but they didn't tell you everything. So there's still room for, hey, I have a problem with this, but they could change this in the next movie. Mm -hmm. This is only one movie out of three. Yeah. So that's that's the problem with this, but um. so it's basically we're we're saying okay, these things are either flaws or they're really really deep foreshadowing, yeah. Um, and we'll just have to find out. And so yeah, going back to Kylo Ren, I just I love the whole I'm struggling to do evil, like I, I want to do uh -huh. evil, and I, I I keep being drawn back to the light. I loved that, and I loved him killing Han Solo, even though that was so, so sad. So what we can say is, but before we get into the Han Solo death thing, what we can say is Anakin was a non-Christian um, dealing with the temptation of evil, whereas Kylo Ren is a Christian who's trying to give it all up. The Holy Spirit keeps bringing him back. Yeah, in a way, but it's... I mean, But it's not at all. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is some sort of a Christian theme. I'm just yeah. making a joke, really. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to make Christian themes out of... Star Wars. Just throw that out there. I know. No, no. I wasn't. I wasn't I know, saying I'm, we should. I'm saying that to the audience. We don't. We don't need to do yeah. that. It's. It's a good. We're just. It's just a movie. <laughs> it's just a movie. Yeah. Okay. Nobody so came, hey, Han Solo's not going to come back to life in the next movie and give salvation to everybody. <laughs> and if he does, I will probably stop watching Star Wars. Yeah, I'll probably just walk out of the movie theater. All right. So on to Kylo Ren and Han Solo. So we it gives reveal about halfway through the movie um, that Kylo Ren, aka Ben is Han Solo. Which I will say that's that's really that's really sweet. He named him after Ben Kenobi. But okay, some people have problems with that though. Because really? it's like, well, did they really know Ben that much? I mean, it like was Leia? more just like sentimental. Well, for maybe Luke. Leia did. Yeah, Leia, Leia did and know. it's just kind of like, hey, he basically saved our lives. Why not name him after Ben? But it's like, why wouldn't he name him like Luke or something? Because you know what I mean, Luke is there we're gonna train luke luke is gonna train luke no, that's a good that's, point <laughs> you, you just don't you don't just do that that's a good point i mean maybe they would have named him lando like what i'm saying is i think but at the same time they weren't that great of friends no, so. really. um that would be funny if we named him boba <laughs> they could have named him darth vader let's name him anakin, anakin again i think actually one of their kids in the expanding universe is named anakin really yeah i i could see that but i mean we don't like literally nobody would have liked that if he was named Anakin. We don't we don't want to hear Anakin ever again. <laughs> like nobody does. So Annie, yippee! Oh, so in the expanding universe, they had uh, Jaina and Jason Solo, and Anakin Solo. Yep, hmm. I can see that. And Jaina and Jason are twins. I like that. I like that. 
twins running the family, I see. See, really, what that new movie made me want to do is read all the Expanded Universe stuff after mm. Return of the Jedi. But it's not, none of it's real, yeah. so... <laughs> well, I mean, Star Wars isn't real anyway, but, you know. I have to say, one thing I don't like about the, the making new movies is that it seems like people are completely disregarding the expanded universe and what they are but somehow seeing it it just kind of irks me to see the movies lifted above all of the expanded universe canon as somehow better art because in a lot of cases the expanded universe is much better art than the films are like there are so many games and novels and comics that are 10 times as better as the prequels and at least, like, twice as better as some of the original movies. And that's because they're movies. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. With each and every Star Wars movie, it's a great story told in not as great of a way as it could have been. And with the prequels, it was just a terrible way of telling an amazing, amazing story. Like, overall, I like the story of the prequels mm-hmm. better than the original trilogy. Exactly. But I do, too. the original trilogy was done much better than the yep. prequels. It was executed much better. Um, okay, but on to Kylo Ren and Han Solo. So, you know, it gets revealed that they're, uh, father and son, and, you know, spoiler alert, Connor already ruined this, but Han Solo dies. No! <laughs> they kill off the, pretty much the most beloved character of Star Wars yeah, history. No! <laughs> um, and I mean, it was- Orcs compl- will be swarming these hills by nightfall. Stormtroopers will be swarming these hills by nightfall. <laughs> We have to get to the trees. And we have to get to the Millennium Falcon. Strange folk abroad. And Chewbacca's like growling and then um, elves, yeah, come, elves come out of yeah. the woods and say, we could have, we heard the Wookiee, the Wookiee breathes so loud. No, we could have shot him in the... D- Kylo Ren comes out. Yeah. The Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca the breathes so loud, I could have stabbed him in the dark. With my glowing lightsaber. And then he would have saw me coming. Anyway, um, I loved that they killed Han Solo. Yeah. In re- in retrospection, like at the very when he stabbed him initially, I was like, "Come on, really? Did they really just kill Han Solo? That doesn't even make sense." But then Chewbacca let out his soul-piercing scream, and I was like, "And now we have a character arc," and I was okay with it because. I want to see what happens to Chewbacca in this trilogy without Han Solo. Yeah. That is immensely interesting to me. I want to know what Chewbacca is like. I want to get into his character more. And if he, he's being foiled to Rey now, I'm I'm so on board with that. Oh, yeah. Just like they were on board in the Millennium Falcon going to find Luke. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I love that whole thing is they took Luke Skywalker's character and gave him Chewbacca and the Millennium Falcon, made him into a girl. Oh, And yeah. that is the new story. I, I love that. <laughs> they, they took Luke Skywalker, made him a, a, a better actor. I mean, Mark Hamill is a fantastic actor now. But, but back in the day, he, wa- he wasn't yeah. as good as he can be now. And, and Rey is a much better actor than Luke in the original trilogy. Um, so there's that. And just that, I like her better. Just from that. She's cool. But then they're giving her a really cool double-bladed lightsaber, making her awesome, um, you know, in that way. Not an awesome Jedi, a very uh, an awesome, unique Jedi. 
giving her the Millennium Falcon, so she's kind of like a smuggler character, with Chewbacca and R2-D2. It's just, it's just perfect. So a little, yep. little another tidbit in there with, you know, the whole Han Solo thing. Um, but yeah, uh, going to Han Solo then, I mean... Well, well, real that quick. Well, real quick with the yeah, the Kylo, Kylo Ren stuff. Like Kylo Ren's inner struggle, as we said, was he's fighting against the light side, and he knows that the one thing that like defeated his his yeah. grandfather was sentiment. Was he couldn't kill his son, and so Kylo knows he's like, I have to kill my father. That's the only way I can actually be a Sith, is if I do this, and so he did. And I will throw this out there. I think this is really stupid and not true at all. But somebody came up with a theory of what if Kylo Ren is just a rogue Jedi? Or not a rogue Jedi. He's just a, like, in with Luke and this is his plan to take out the Sith from the inside. And I thought that is the dumbest Wait, thing ever. Wait, what? They, there is a theory that Kylo Ren is secretly good and that Luke Skywalker planted him in the Sith Order. Um, uh, not Sith Order, but planted him in with the Sith. Faked the whole slaughtering of all the Jedi of the Jedi Temple just so that Kylo Ren could get in there and take out the Sith from the inside. And I thought that was the dumbest yeah, thing ever. Fan theories no. are dumb. No. To There's be honest. No way like, fan theories like the Jar Jar Binks thing and like all of this stuff where they're like, oh, well, this could totally be what happened. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, no, nothing that you come up with as a fan is going to work because they, the people who know making the movies know better than you do. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of the reason... I will say that you can do fan theories with other things. But with Star Wars, they kept it so low profile with all the world building and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And made it into a story and not a world. You know, it was a story. It was not a universe. It was very self-contained. A very self-contained story. And so you can't really make lots of fan theories because they could literally do anything at this point. And I think that's why I had such a big problem. The... the that with the world building stuff, that's why there was a problem with it with me was that, okay, we have this original trilogy that was very like, um, a self-contained story. Um, but it still had this epic scope in the background, but then I, I expected it to get more epic and broader in, in episode seven because, Oh, Hey, we have all this history from behind us and the universe has just gotten bigger because, Hey, we defeated the empire, you know? And that's not what happened at all. We got even smaller, and I just couldn't understand it. And and though we went to like a bunch of different places, nothing really got explained, and we just kind of were hopping from world to world for no discernible reason. And Jakku is basically Tatooine. Um, the one which I'm okay with if Rey is Luke's um, yep. daughter, because yeah. uh, hey, it's the desert. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I like that. But and they did make Jakku different in the way that that was where the last rebel and imperial battle was, which mm -hmm. they never said in the movie, which kind of bugged me. But I'm okay with that because they didn't need to. The, Just uh, with the edit, I think you can kind of tell. No, yeah, you didn't. Stuff that's like one that. of the. the that's, a, that's a good show rather than yeah. a tell. Like, good I have to say that even though the world building was sparse, at least they didn't make it too much. At least they yeah. didn't try to decide to give this giant long exposition like, like, of yeah, all like the Solo. battles that happened well, and everything yeah. that's happened up to this point. Ray and Finn get on the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo's just like, hey, you want me to really a history lesson Let on Jakku? Let me tell you a long boring story about your uncle that will only make, about your father that will only make you depressed and make the wrong decisions in life. They'll only make you feel guilty about yourself yes. and make the wrong decisions in life. They did do a good job of showing rather than telling. I have yeah. to say that. I liked that. 
with the and what we're saying is with that is the star destroyer that was on Jakku that she was looking through, and then the Adat that she lived next to. I thought we thought that was cool. She lived in it. I thought it was just like a piece of it right next to it. She lived in the Adat. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, there's that. Um, but then my problem with it, though, I I liked the whole Jakku thing. That I was okay with that. But then the next planet they went to was literally Yavin Four. Except mm-hmm. not called the Avent Four, and then the next planet that they went to was Alderaan, except not Alderaan. Well, really, it was Hoth, except not Hoth. No, Alderaan is like that. No, I it's know, but and... Connor, we're it's, talking it's... we're talking about in reference to the original trilogy rather than right. the expanded universe. So it was Hoth because no one's ever been on Alderaan yeah. in the movies. It was it was they wanted it to be Hoth except they wanted it to, you know, be livable. So Yeah. That that was the compromise. They made it like Alderaan. And that's that's what that plan okay, was. Okay, before case... we before we get to setting too much though, let's go back to Han Solo and then, right. and then finish it out. Okay. So Han Solo he was a fantastic actor in that movie. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford was. He played Han Solo just as well as he did in the original Brilliantly. trilogy. Brilliantly. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because Han Solo was a jerk and an idiot back in the day. And he was still an amazing, lovable character, but he was a selfish idiot. And, and no, even Harrison... Really. No, he no, no, was. no. He wasn't selfish, though. No, he was selfish. How so? Um, Everything he did was for the girl. Like, literally everything he did was for the girl. Exactly. Except for... Connor, that's not the definition of selfishness. That's the definition of selflessness. Everything he did was for some other person. That's a good point. (laughs) But no, like, in in the way that he's always like, hey, that's my ship. Nobody touches it. Nobody does anything without my say. That's just Han Solo. Like, that's not necessarily selfishness. That's his cockiness. Okay. You know what I mean? He wasn't, like, purposely mean. No, he wasn't. He's prideful. You know what I mean? Like, he has a a confidence about himself. He's like, no, no, no. This is my stuff. Don't worry about it. You know, like, don't touch it. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so... I mean, but he he still... Like, he he was a very He he still was the same character. Yeah. That's the point. But no, but But older. Yeah, but but Han Solo in this movie was wiser. Exactly. And... Older, wiser, more like a father. Yeah, more like a father and less like Han Solo. Uh, Yeah. You know, he, he had that wise air about him where he he knew he just had more experience in life and he knew what to stay out of you know what to to expect you know and that and that came off with just how he acted like just just how harrison ford was acting in the movie that's how it was mm-hmm. it was just you know that uh and so he was fantastic in that movie um but um, Carrie Fisher was not so fant- as fantastic. I will say she was probably just as good as she was in the original trilogy. No, no, I would definitely disagree with that. Really, Carrie Fisher in the original trilogy was pretty fantastic. I liked her as an actress. But really, yeah, I, I didn't mind her at all. I thought she was fine. I mean, she wasn't a bad actor in this one. She just wasn't she that was. good of an actor. No, like, there mean, were multiple kind of they they put her in that movie as little as possible because she can't do it anymore like she she just doesn't have the same presence that she did as an actress back in the day she smoked a whole bunch since then and got into a bunch of bad stuff and she's just not the same actress at all and so they did as much as they could with her without or as little as they could with her while still making her a vital part of the movie as as she should have been okay i can see that you know what i mean like most of the scenes she's in, like, it's only very brief that they talk to her yeah. and then they just leave. 
it's very focused on everybody else. But I'm okay with that because because Han Solo was the main character of that movie in in the terms of the original characters coming back. It, that worked because it was the whole Kylo Ren versus Han Solo thing because it was that struggle the whole time. It was, oh, I need to kill my father and then he kills his father. And we had to love Han Solo again because we had to care when he died. I mean, because it wouldn't have been nearly as powerful as if he yeah. just randomly he comes on screen and gets killed. You yeah. know? Rather than being with him for the whole movie, seeing him interact with the new characters, and then die. Especially with him kind of being a father figure to Rey. And Especially to Finn then. in some ways. Well, yeah, but but more, more to Rey. More to Rey. Because, and, and then he, like, offered her a job. Like, That's that, true. all of that happening... Like, if if he wouldn't have been like, hey, Ray, you're good at all this, you want to you wanna be my, you know, my uh, co-pilot or whatever, then it wouldn't have been nearly as as big of a death to me. Mm. Because, because he was, like, wanting to make a life with the new characters. He's like, hey, you know, you guys are cool, I want to stick with you guys, kind of a thing. And they felt the same way, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. Alright, so on to setting. Well, wait a second. Real quick with the other original characters, like R2-D2 well, and C-3PO. Oh, right. So C-3PO did not need to be in that movie. Not at all. He he had to be because the fans would have been so ticked <laughs> off. Because he's the only... That's the thing. The droids are the, the, the one constant through all of those movies. Through every... Well, to be fair... No, no yeah, through that, every one of the movies. That's literally the, the only... Because yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi dies. Mm-hmm. So... And, well, he still is in five and six. But well, yeah, but he also he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so is Yoda. He's in all, except he's no, not in episode four. He's not in episode four. No. No. The droids are the only people yep. who are alive through the entire six, seven movies now. Yep. So they had to put in C three PO just for that, but he didn't. He didn't do anything in the movie. You know, he, he just, just kinda, was annoying, really. Yeah, he was annoying, and he just kind of talked. <laughs> but to that, BB-8. but but to be yeah. honest, he he did give he, us some tell and explained why R two D two is sleeping. <laughs> and R two D two also, uh, so far, didn't need to be in the movie. And uh, I mean, obviously he did because of what happened. Whatever At it is, the end. yeah. But it, like, they could have put that in the next movie. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. Uh, I, the one thing that Josh Taylor pointed out in his review of this was that they started the movie with we need to find Luke Skywalker. If they wouldn't have found Luke Skywalker by the end of the movie, it would have yeah. felt for, it would have felt incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. Incomplete. Really? <laughs> you went there? Yes, I did. But yeah, so. That's uh, but, why we had to see Luke Skywalker at the end. Yeah, you did. But still, R2-D2, like, we don't... Well, okay, so the thing, the big thing here is the big mystery that I don't think anybody has really caught on to yet. Because everybody is just a, you know, Star Wars fan and, woohoo, R2-D2 came back! Wow, yeah! Everything's good and jolly. Well, me and Caleb were sitting there like, why is R2-D2 waking up? Why was he asleep? And why does he have a gigantic map of where Luke Skywalker went? Mm-hmm. And what well, we think... And there's lots of different theories about this, but literally all that happened was BB-8's like, R2-D2's asleep. Oh, no. And then, oh, he woke up. Oh, oh it looks like I have the last piece of the map. And he didn't know that R2-D2 has the rest of the map the whole time. Yeah. It well, just... BB-8 thought of it. He was like, what if he has the map? And C-3PO's like, there's no way he has the map. <laughs> but that's the problem, though. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. That was the... My... Probably my biggest problem with the movie yep. was that scene right there where BB-8 just rolls around, pops in his little key of the map. And one thing I was wondering is like, wait a second, 
If they know that this is the one piece of the map that they were missing, why or at least just, if R two D two knows, then why don't he just say, "Hey guys, this is this sector. We should yeah, just like comb just, this sector for a little while." Yeah, but the the problem is here with with that theory though. Like, why didn't they just do that? Is because of of our theory of what we think is the reason he that R two D two was up. was asleep and. Like, it doesn't make sense unless there was a reason why he was asleep and why mm-hmm. he woke up. And the two theories we had is either, one, somehow Luke Skywalker programmed him to have, a, like, a sensor was still on, and he programmed him to awaken when either, one, someone Force-sensitive was near, which means it was... It, it, um, which means he somehow engineered him to sense midichlorians or something. Which is amazing. <laughs> um, so it's either that, which is possible. Luke Skywalker was, you know... like. I, well, he and was let, a pilot, it, though. Yeah, he wasn't no. really a fix-it person. Yeah. But he still was Anakin Skywalker's, you know, descendant. But he, okay, well, I would imagine that he might be able to get someone else to do it, though, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure somebody else would have been like, bro. But, okay, second theory. Well, okay, well, we need to st- talk about this, though. <laughs> so if that does, if it does mean that um, programmed as somebody who is force sensitive to appear. That means Finn is not force sensitive, and Ray is the only person who is force sensitive. And that exposes another flaw. That exposes the flaw of he was able to use a lightsaber like a boss, and for for no reason. Well, not really like a boss, but he was able to Unless, use it without. Unless, what if what if in the combat training of all the stormtroopers now they they tell them how to use lightsabers, they 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 train them to use lightsabers just in case, and how to fight cool against that. lightsabers. I mean. That would make sense. I mean, the the guy had an electric tonfa, and as soon as he saw somebody had a lightsaber, he pulled it out instead of shooting him. Because that's what they've been trained to do. And Finn didn't seem to, like, be super shocked about the lightsaber. He just kind of grabbed it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need a weapon. Oh, right. I have a lightsaber. Well, I mean, he wasn't, like... I mean, that made sense. I mean, I don't have a weapon... I'm going to use a lightsaber. But I would have killed somebody and then grabbed out my blaster, unless I knew how to use the lightsaber effectively. Exactly. So that is a possibility that he was trained like that, but they that didn't reveal that in the movie. So I, I'm, I'm up for that. If they did that, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Which means, um, my one fear is that they're not going to explain any of those things. Which they might not in the movies, but if they explain it in the you know expanded stuff and make video games off of it or other books or just comic books. There's a novelization of Star Wars Episode Seven. All right, we need to we need to read yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, so that's the first theory is trained, programmed him to figure out if he's force-sensitive uh, force people or whatever. The second theory... Well, actually, there's three theories. Because the second theory is programmed um, R2-D2 to wake up when Rey, his daughter, was near. So if Rey is Luke Skywalker's descendant, that means then, then R2-D2... He could have programmed R2-D2 to awaken when Rey was there. Or it was simply if somebody has Anakin's lightsaber. So those are the three theories. So with, with theory number one, if it's force sensitivity, that means Finn has to have some sort of lightsaber training. Uh, the problem with number two is that's what everybody expects is for Rey to be Luke Skywalker's daughter. Well, exactly. that's at least what we expect. That's what I. That's what the entire movie points to. That's yeah. what it insinuates the entire movie long. Yeah. And that's why I think she's not, because it seems too obvious. Because if they're trying to set it up for some sort of reveal of yeah. her being Luke's daughter, it's already spoiled by now. Like, yeah. it's not going to be a big surprise. And J.J. Abrams 
doesn't give away mysteries like that. Yeah, exactly. He, he usually leads you on to a mystery and then completely changes it. Uh-huh. And this would be the perfect mystery if he was, if she was, you know, like... And that's why I'm excited to find out who she actually is, because I don't yeah. think she's Luke's daughter, and I think the actual answer what will if, be much more interesting than being Luke's daughter. What if Leia had an affair? With Luke? Not with Luke. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? No, what if Leia had an affair? Had Rey dropped, him off, dropped her off on Jakku... But that's that would the thing. explain they were... them having a relationship, like knowing each other and liking each other off the bat. But you know? the problem with that is, Leia and, and Ray Han... does look like Leia. No, but that's the thing. Leia and Han were already they already end up getting like splitting up. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like why wouldn't she just go back for her then? Like he's like, well, Han isn't here. He probably doesn't care that I. Well, yeah, but maybe she probably just couldn't find him, like find her, or or maybe she, she left just him didn't... on the same spot. Yeah, but, or or maybe she just didn't want to. I don't, think, her, I don't think. I don't think. Okay, this is my theory. Maybe she I don't gave think, up. Her, maybe the, the I don't father think, stole the child or just kept the child for himself, kind uh, of thing. Leia was like, "Hey, I can't have the kid because Han and Han will know or whatever." Okay, I don't think that Ray is uh, Luke, Leia, or Han's child. Obi Wan Kenobi's child. No, because <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> that doesn't cool. make any sense. If it does make sense, though, that'd be awesome. I don't think she needs to be. What if Qui Gon Jinn taught Obi Wan Kenobi how to just make a child out of thin air? Okay, well, this is the thing. Darth Plagueis, as Palpatine's master, had the power over life and death, and he was supposedly the one who incarnated Anakin Skywalker. Because remember, he's a virgin birth; he didn't have a father. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. He incarnated um, Anakin Skywalker using the his power, his force powers of life and death, and so, and then some people are thinking that Supreme Leader Snoke is Darth Plagueis. That makes sense because I mean, if he has the would, power of life and death, yeah. then Palpatine maybe didn't actually kill him. Yeah, like it insinuates that he did in Episode Three. Where he's like, and then his apprentice killed the master, mm-hmm. and you know. And it's insinuated that Palpatine is the apprentice, then you find out for sure that he is in a novel. So, that's really cool, then. Mm-hmm. So, if, so what if, if they Rey tie is another all of that together? Birth. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm, I'm cool with that, because that explains why Rey has, like, no flaws. And it's because she was literally yeah. created by the Force. Like, that is just the coolest. And that would explain why Plagueis is all like, there's been an awakening in the Force. Have you felt it? Yeah. I caused it. Because yeah. <laughs> I created this lady out of thin air. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But So so yeah. there is, I so I do see the whole, you know, Christmas story through Star Wars there with, you know, Anakin not having a father, you know, whatever. I, I do kind of see it that's now, one of but the things, Jesus one... never turned evil. So <laughs> That's one of the things that people know, hate about the He never the slaughtered original, children. The, the prequel trilogy, He actually though. loved children and said if anybody does, you know, hurt a child, that they should tie a millstone around their neck and be cast into the ocean. Okay. So um, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. It's just silly to even think that. <coughs> that is, the, the prequel thing of Anakin was a virgin birth was also one of the things that people hated about it, though. Because... Really? Mainly because what George Lucas was doing was throwing in every other hero's journey trope he could think of into the Star Wars universe instead of actually thinking about whether or not they needed it. Hmm. 
Because he's like, oh, well, there's a virgin birth in this in the monomyth. I guess I got to throw it in. And the monomyth is that hero's journey, the classic archetype, and all this collection of tropes that most hero's journey stories have. And Jesus is, you know, the story of Jesus is a hero's journey. Hmm. Like, it's part of the monomyth. And by monomyth, it's one myth. And so this is the problem with them making movies, though, is because I don't think we're going to know hmm. whether or not Anakin or, or whether or not Rey was... You know, incarnate birth or whatever. Like, I mean, unless like, we find out who her father is. Yeah. <laughs> or mother. I mean, like, they... They might not reveal some of the things that they need to in the in the lore in order for the story to make sense. And that is, that is the problem with the movies. But with so much, you know, hype around one Star Wars and so many people who are making games and um, shows or whatever, books and stuff like that about it, well, I think we're going to learn somehow, but the question is, is it canon or is it not canon? Mm. And in or- when we, after we watch the, you know, the next movie and the ninth movie, we're going to have to sit back and say, okay, how does this make sense? And then we will discover the canon by saying this had to happen in order for, you know, this to happen, or this has to be in the universe in order for this to happen. So therefore this is what's canon. And then we go off there. So that, that is the problem with it. But hopefully they at least give a little bit of a tell there, like a little bit of a insinuation in order for us to, you know, understand it. So then, so then the people who are trying to figure it out have that little click in their head like, oh, he's just said that. So this is probably it, you know, without taking like 10 minutes of the movie to tell us exactly everything. Just give us a little hint, say like, this is probably what it is. So then we can just accept that and be okay with the rest yeah. of the movie. So, yeah. And I think we just went through all the characters. I think we did. And we literally went through the setting and everything else on the way. Well, okay. So. Let's just close out with a bit of a bit of the setting. So, as we said, our main problem with the movie, I think overall, is the world building. is not enough. Which can be a good problem to have because if you had too much, that would be worse. Yeah. If you had too much, and, and that's one of the problems with the prequels, I think was that they focused too much on the, oh, this is epic, and let's throw in all this this stuff in the world building rather than just focusing on telling a good story. Um, I, I Saying that, I like the I, I like the prequels, the world the prequels gave us. Oh, yeah. I did like that. I liked I the it. setting. It was so great. Because it filled out more things that I wanted to know about Star Wars, yeah. whereas the original trilogy was didn't say, like, barely anything about I mean, the way the universe was. Boba Fett was just a random bounty hunter who got thrown into a Sarlacc. Like, that's literally... He, he captured Han Solo. Didn't really do much. He just kind of captured Han Solo and then got thrown into a Sarlacc and died. And we didn't know who he was yeah. at all. I mean, and that's all he was, but everybody loved Boba Fett. Because it was from the original trilogy. And I think that's why. Hmm. Is people, after the prequels, so much more love was for the original trilogy because the prequels were done so terribly. <laughs> but everybody loves the universe of Star Wars even from the prequels, like the prequels gave even more about the universe of star Wars gave us, gave Boba Fett a character. Mm. And then they came back to the original trilogy, knowing everything of that. The prequels gave them and then loved the original trilogy even more. I don't agree with that. Really? I think that most, I think that pretty much anyone who does not like the prequel trilogies and likes the original trilogy will basically condemn anything. The prequel trilogy ever did, even if it was good. That and, is a good and, point. And they, put they, the original trilogy on a pedestal that it does not deserve to be on. And it's that's more my... like it's more like, hey, we're just gonna completely ignore. We're the gonna prequels. completely ignore the prequels. So Boba Fett literally doesn't have a character, but he's still really yes. cool. 
Yeah. That's basically what that. they do. And that's I think yeah. that's a problem. Like, we have to accept that the prequel trilogy happened. It's part of Star Wars canon. And yeah. You have to get over I it. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it officially is the canon now. But you have to... So you have to put all the pieces together, have it make sense in your head, and stop whining about what the prequels did and start looking and, forward. Yeah, and stop ignoring the flaws in it and and make it all make sense. Like, don't don't watch something and love it because it's Star Wars. Make sure, like, like, don't set your standards low. This is a biblical principle. We've talked about it before. The conversation on morality. God's standards are literally perfection. And we, I don't think our standards should be perfection because I'm pretty sure that would really mess up our psyche and we'd all just be in a deep depression. But you need to have high standards. And it, people who don't have high standards for media and art, that tells me that they don't have high standards for their actions. And that that is pretty obvious to me. So... Don't don't fall into that. Make sure you have high standards in and out of everything. Just have high standards. That that is a good character quality to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so don't love something because it's Star Wars. Make something love something because it's good. Yeah. Make something work to impress you. So. Don't don't walk in, walk into the Star Wars movie if you haven't seen it and for some reason you listen to this entire podcast. Don't walk into this next Star Wars movie or this Star Wars movie and say, "I'm going to love this movie because it is Star Wars or because JJ JJ Abrams is directing it and I've watched Lost." Take it for Lost. what it is. Analyze it yes. critically and then decide what you like and what you don't. If something impresses you simply because of an outside factor, then you're not really enjoying the artist is meant the to be art. enjoyed. Like, you're not not really enjoying the art. You're just enjoying the fact that you want to enjoy the art. Yeah. And that's just really it's silly. It's very meta and silly. Yes. So enjoy it for what it is. Not what's and, and outside if you, of And it. if this changes your life because now you have problems with things, good. <laughs> you should have problems with things every once you in a while. You should have standards. Yes. Having standards is never a bad thing. Um, So setting. Is there any other pieces of setting? You want to throw out there for okay, yeah. Ma- Maz Kanata, the the random uh, alien lady. We will, yeah, let's go into that. Let's go into the background stuff now. Yeah. Um, what they did a fantastic job with building sets. Yes. And with making, making it C-3PO, feel like Star Wars, R two D two and Chewbacca all um feel like Star Wars. Feel like Star Wars. They were they were suits. They were costumes. Mm-hmm. And there BB-8, were people, BB-8 and there were people was a robot and yeah. not CGI, and yeah. that's why it worked so well. And the random Moz lady was CGI, and it was just kind of like, It was why? so um, distracting. Yeah. Because the moment you get in that cantina, at first, you're like, oh, well, that's a cantina scene. Great. Well, no, I was like, yes. No, I never liked scene. the cantina scenes in Star Wars, to be <laughs> They're honest. just so weird. That's yeah. why I like them. I'm just like, what the <laughs> heck? You're just like, what is that? Random what, alien what is over that? There? Like, like, that's really the only reason I, I like them. It's just, just kind of like, oh, now we're going to get some weird scenes. <laughs> weird aliens. Yeah. But, okay, Maz Kanata, for one, she had really no point in that movie other than to be the exposition yeah, person. Yeah, for the Star Wars, or not for the Star Wars, for the, for lightsaber. the lightsaber. And it was just like, that. why? Why if, did that I need I mean, to happen? I would rather that they brought in a character that related to the rest of the characters. I would brought the, yeah. I'd rather they brought in a character that existed in the last yeah. movie. Like, bring cool. in Lando, for crying out loud. Yeah. No, like, seriously. Oh my gosh, that's what you should have done. Lando you should have gone, had Anakin's should, No, no, no. Yes, you should have gone back to Bespin. Well, why did the random Maz Kanata lady have it? You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's where it was. It was in Bespin, and he owned Bespin. 
right? Yeah. He owned Bespin. That's what they should have gone. They should have gone to Bespin, found Lando, and he has his mining facility there again. And they go to a cantina, talk to him, and he's like... And then she has the same thing happen with the visions, and then Lando's like, holy crap. Um, No one's supposed to know this lightsaber's down here. And then she finds it and grabs it. It's like, well, I guess... And then Hans are like, you should probably let her have it. And then he's like, well, all right. Yeah. That would I would have cool. liked that so much better. That would have been really cool. Plus, then Lando gets to be yeah. in the movie, too. And I bet, I, I, like, come on. Think of how sad that actor must be. He's sitting there like, <laughs> I was in the original trilogy, too. Why did I get back in there? And, okay, one of the main problems I have with Maz Kanata, rather than her, even to, besides her being a CGI character in a non-CGI movie, um, was that she was basically Yoda. She was. I never actually you made know, that connection. She really she was. was just a and little, it's just confusing. It was Yoda turned green and a lady. It's what it's like what they tried what they it's did like with Ray and she's instead of Luke. A short yeah. master force user who's lived a thousand years. She's not a master force user. And well, she didn't she's live a, a force years. user anyway. She is? Yeah. You didn't catch that? No. What does she do? Connor. She's she a force sense user. The force? I mean, Everything in that movie points to her being being at least knowledgeable about the Force. Well, yeah, I mean, some people... I, I think that some people might be able to sense the Force and not actually have Force sensitivity, you know? Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of in the name, Force sensitivity, if you can sense the Force, so... I don't know. Yeah, she's Force sensitive. All right, well, there you go. But she's not a Jedi. Why don't people train? What the heck? <laughs> like... What are you doing with your life? Because the Empire made it a stigma. Oh, one thing we need to talk about with the setting. Okay, based from the trailers, I was expecting, like, uh, Rey to be completely oblivious to the Jedi and think it's a myth. Like, think that everything about the Jedi and the Force is a myth. And that yeah. Han Solo's revelation of it's true, all of it, is it I would had more that. power. I would but, like that better. Okay, so that is a problem I had initially, but then I realized, okay, why why Han Solo said it like he did was because of Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's like, it's true. All of it. And he, and you could see the pain in his eyes because you're like, yeah, it's true. My son, my own son turned to the dark side. I know exactly how true this stuff is. And that's because the movie was more about Han Solo and Kylo Ren's relationship than it was about Rey's... Um, yeah introduction to the to the Star Wars universe, which I was okay with. Yeah, I was okay with I still think I would have liked it better, though, if she was all skeptical to it. And then he had that double-sided, you know, sentence there. Maybe, yeah. Where it's like... He, it would have been do, He says that, like, things. look, it's true. I know it. Trust me. Yeah. I don't want it to be true, but it's true. The dark side and the light. They're both... Yeah, and I think that would have been more interesting too, because then Ray would be even more reluctant to use the Force, because yeah. she's like, I don't even know. And that know. would have made is her this even true? Like, and then, then she's like, yeah. you should leave now, leave yeah. your gun behind, you know, like instead of her just being like, hey, I can use the Force, might as well use it. That mm-hmm. makes her less of a everyman Luke Skywalker character and more of a character who's reluctant about the Force. See, uh, every time it's just like we we know exactly how to fix movies once we go through it, and it's just like. People should make a movie, watch it, analyze and critically think about everything, and then make the movie again. You know what I mean? Like, that. if I ever make a movie, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to complete the movie. Before I release it, I'm going to spend a year watching it over and over and over again. And I'm going to be like, point out all the different things and slowly fill in the, you know, the new details. Yeah. 
That's how you make a movie perfect. <laughs> That's why Peter Jackson took, like, what, five years to make the three movies? He did all of the acting, you know, all throughout that, and then did all of it. Like, he, he knew exactly what he wanted. Who? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, From right. 1997 to 1999, right? Oh, no. Or to 2000? They, they were still filming all the way up to even past the... Um, even past 2003, Even past the which is Return of the, of the King, King yeah. already won the Academy Awards. They were, they were still, still filming, re- um, filming extended, extended scenes. Stuff. All right. That's he cool. worked on that for almost 10 years. Huh. And, and well-deserved. I mean, and that's what you should do. You should work on yeah. a movie that long. And that's why The Lord of the Rings worked so well. It's, it's because, because they took they spent, the time to yeah. make it right. And yep. that's, I think, the problem with the prequels and the... Um, the Hobbit movies was that yeah. they had a time frame and they yeah. had they had pressure and they just they had to get something out and also they were worried too much about money. Yeah, and they they fell back on the classics. They, they fell back on the things the cliches. that the, yeah the cliches like and they, they fell back on things that they knew people would enjoy no matter what like CGI battles. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, obviously people enjoy CGI <laughs> battles, right? Like, who doesn't enjoy CGI battles with gigantic worms that don't do anything? I mean, <laughs> come on. And, yeah. Alright, so is that it for setting, then? Well, I think that's it for everything. I mean, well, okay, behind-the-scenes stuff real quick. Um, the one other problem that I have with that movie, besides anything having to do with, like, the plot character or setting, is the... Some of the... There was a lot of awkward scene editing in that movie. At least I thought so. I didn't notice any of it, but... Every time they did a classic, like, wipe that Star Wars usually has, it was at a very awkward moment. Okay, not every time, but there were a lot of times, like, okay, when they're trying to... Randomly, the gas starts going, and they're like, oh, we need to go fix it. And then randomly, it switches to another scene. Which would have been better if they wouldn't have had the wipe. It, like, basically, it was like, they're in the middle of moving, and then it wipes, and then suddenly it's a different scene entirely with the Sith, the Sith and it's Never just like... Never noticed it at all. Jared noticed it with me. But there, there were numerous moments in that movie where I was just like, that was just awkward. Like, hmm. there didn't need to be a wipe there. And all of the wipes could have been taken out, and it would have been... I would have liked the movie one and a half times more. Yeah. So, so there we go. So, overall... I mean, it's still. I would still give that movie an eight to eight point five. Yeah, definitely. Because it was so fantastic, and acting built it up so well. Like mm-hmm. having Harrison Ford, uh, John Day- Boyega, and Daisy Ridley. Yep. All three of those. Oh, made we didn't that talk movie. about Poe at all. Oh, I mean, he was just kind of the. That's the thing. We don't know much about Poe. Yeah, we don't know much I liked about him, Poe. Though. He's he, funny. he was a good character. Really, the only thing he he did in that movie though was be the classic X-wing fighter that you could relate to. So it wasn't just a bunch right, of random right. X-wing fighters. And I, I like he his also character. was BB-8's master, yep. and and because BB-8 likes him, we like him. Yeah, like we we we're like, well, we can't not like him because obviously BB-8 likes him, yeah. so he must be a good guy. So there's that, and also just his relationship with uh, what's his name was good with Finn. That we we yes. like that as well. Yes. So so his character, we're not we're not saying he was a bad character. We like his character. We, he just didn't wasn't in the movie enough yeah, he, he to really understand. Yeah. And he wasn't a prominent character, like. If there was one character you needed, you could take out of that movie, it was Princess Leia. But C three PO. Oh, C three three PO. Yeah. But then I'd say Princess Leia, and then I'd say Poe. And then I'd say R two D two. Yeah. <laughs> well, but R two D two had to be in order to find Luke. I know. Yeah. 
He still did nothing, though. So, yeah, so overall, 8 to 8.5. You know, we liked that. Great great movie, but... There were changes. There were changes. Oh, one other thing with the editing stuff. Right quick before we end here. The end of the entire end of the movie, the very end, where she's going up the steps... steps and presenting the lightsaber to Luke. You think that was it too was long? It was so drawn out. I, I was done with the movie as soon as they landed. Like, I was done. I was like, okay, this movie can be over now. Like, there's really no reason for doing this. And and I saw a couple reviews and listened to a couple reviews on why it's in, that scene was important and all of that. It was, was important because J.J. Abrams... It was almost like a metaphorical, okay, this is the journey that I took to make Force Awakens, and I'm giving the Star Wars back to the fans. Which was Luke Skywalker. Which was Luke Skywalker. But the only problem is, they could have done that in three-fourths, in a fourth of the time it took. They could have, but I think J.J. did that on purpose because he wants to... And I know he did, but I don't like it. All right. Well. Like I was just done with that movie. Like especially that that shot at the very end where they're circling around them, holding it out. Weird. It was like, why are I, they just standing yeah. there? They wouldn't think, just stand there. I think it would have been better if it was kind of like a hand it out. He takes off his hood, and, and then, then it goes back to her, and then it should have been a zoom into the middle, yeah. like outside fades into the middle, mm-hmm. and then it's just Star Wars. Yeah, you know, I would have loved that. It just took too long. Like at that point of the movie. We're done. Like we already know the movie is over. We yeah. already know that she's going to find Luke Skywalker. We know all this. There's no reveal. I think. I think the reason he did that uh, as well is because that built up of oh my goodness, we're going to see Luke Skywalker, and they he he wanted you to say just stop walking and just see Luke Skywalker, and I think he wanted to do that. He wanted to be like just irk you guys because then well, he did. <laughs> I know because then you're sitting there like please show me Luke Skywalker. This is gonna be so cool, and then it's just this big epic scene like. Is he gonna do anything? Oh no, we have to wait till the next movie to see anything of Luke. Yeah. And like he did that on purpose because it's like, haha, I'm gonna tease you here a little bit. Now you have to wait eighteen months. <laughs> and like I, I hate you, James. Like I don't I don't like that he did that, but I, I understand why and I can't really blame him for it, and I'm okay with it. One that. one thing I did kinda like about the ending, um uh, besides it the length, was just that she handed Luke the lightsaber. And for a split second, like when he when it's so long of a pause, you're like, isn't he going to force use the, like force push the lightsaber into his or force pull the lightsaber into his hand. And he doesn't. And you're like, wait a second. Why is he just standing there? Like, why aren't they saying anything? And then it ends. And then you, you, you sense like, I think Luke is hesitant, like really hesitant to ever get sucked back into this again. Maybe he looks at her. He's like, Dang it. Like, come on. <laughs> Why did you bring this like, back to me? Or maybe on. maybe he knew this was going to happen eventually, but he had learned to accept that no, no, it was not going to happen, and he was okay with it. And he was just kind of like, you know, no hope. And then he sees it, and he's like, am I really ready for this? That might be and, it, too. And, like, I, and there's lots of different reasons for all of these things. And, like, the whole thing with R2-D2 and the whole thing with Luke. Just, yeah. I think the whole thing with the ending, because those were the two things with the ending, is it was, there's lots of different theories that go around from that. And, and the main problem good. here is, uh, um, I think it might be a bit of a problem, whereas, the, okay, the entire movie seems to be about um, shooting or you know, fighting the First Order, especially towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie. You're like, oh, okay, this movie was about was about fighting them and ke- and stopping them from destroying, you know, using the, the, their new Death Star thing again. Again. Which which we have to say, though, that they is destroyed, Star Wars, yeah, no, though. No, but 
we forgot about this is another thing we didn't like about the setting is they All destroyed right. five planets we've never seen before and destroyed the Republic, which we've never seen since then. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's just it for it. And we had no emotional reaction because they just destroyed the Republic that we've never seen. Come on. I want to, yeah. like we all want to see these things and they just destroyed five entire uh-huh. Star Wars planets. And that was depressing. And we never saw, um, you know, anything about the Republic. And it's like, why do we care about these random politicians? Dying? I know, like, like it's just, and like you know why they did it is because that was you know the plot for the movie, but and they couldn't have put it all in, but you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And okay, one one thing real on that actually, I was just looking up some of the the hints that the not the novel gives. Like, yeah, and that's what stuff. I'm saying is that's why they well, they can the do everything else then. In in the novel, it seems like Snoke was the, the Supreme Leader Snoke guy. He he ordered that to happen because they were getting close to finding Luke Skywalker. And Ooh. he's like, I need to destroy... And that's why he was willing to destroy an entire system. And even... um, Even planets that they... That the, you know, maybe the, the uh, First Order could c- capture and use the resources of mm-hmm. because he's like... I cannot let people find Luke Skywalker, which shows you that Luke Skywalker is still a formidable opponent in this whole thing. And we're not, you know, there's going to be some, some stuff happening. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's going to end up with Luke fighting Snoke or something like that, or having this big battle. He's going to end up dying like Obi-Wan did. And then, yeah, because you can't, they can't, the entire thing can't be about them finding Luke Skywalker and then Luke Skywalker being like, Solving oh, you found me. And then he just goes and pawns yeah. everything and everybody. <laughs> because he could essentially be Starkiller powerful in this movie, mm-hmm. which we would all be entirely okay with. And by Starkiller, he means uh, Force Unleashed. Um, his real name is Galen Merrick, but his code name is Starkiller. And it was a video game between episode three and episode four of Darth Vader taking on an apprentice, a secret apprentice, and having him hunt down a bunch of rogue Jedi. And he literally became more powerful than either Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. And then he ended up losing to both of them. Um, and getting killed. And then there was a second one where they made a hundred different clones of them. But that can't be canon because some of this, that would have gotten out somehow. But we love Star- um, you know, Force Unleashed 1 because that could potentially be something that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And that's super cool. Darth Vader took on a secret apprentice who literally became probably more powerful than Luke Skywalker. Maybe not because they couldn't portray Luke's actual powerful abilities in the movies because they didn't have the money yeah. or the technology to actually portray him destroying an entire Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. which I think he would have been able to do because Starkiller could do it. And George Lucas has said before that Luke Skywalker, even though that Force Unleashed isn't canon, that Luke Skywalker is the most powerful Jedi in existence. Really? And he hasn't trained enough to be that powerful, uh. but he has the raw power. It's kind of like Elend and Vin in um, right. Mistborn. Is Elend had that raw power, and Vin... But Vin had the training. Yeah. And, and, fair, and the ingenuity to yeah. use it. And Vin also had raw power, though. So, well, yeah. yeah, she had the raw power, too. Yeah. But. So there's that, and so... Yeah, there's just a lot of factors going on here. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. A lot of minor things that are kind of awkward in the movie, but maybe but can, can be, be saved. Can be saved. Can be saved movie. even better than, you know, them fixing it in this movie. Exactly. But yeah, so what, another thing that people have, um, you know, had a problem with is the, like, the force in the prequels and stuff like that, and just an overall extra canon stuff, with especially with Force Unleashed, is that 
the Force and, and with like Star Wars: The Old Republic and Kotor One and Kotor Two, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, everybody is so powerful force-wise because the Force is that powerful. Like somebody literally had the power over life and death, mm-hmm. Darth Plagueis. So the Force is insanely powerful. The only reason it didn't show up in the original trilogy is because they couldn't use it with the money that they had. And to be honest, most of the Jedi were dead. Were weak and dead. Yeah, like Luke Skywalker was that powerful, but he didn't have the training. And to do Darth Vader to do. was a half-machine. Yeah, I mean, he was... And yeah. the Emperor Palpatine was mostly about mind games, and he had the lightning. I mean, yeah. and that he, he was mostly, like, just sadistic, and he's like, I don't need to use all this stuff. Yeah. I just need to... I'm just going to torture you with electricity. That's mm-hmm. all he needed. He was extremely overconfident, and Luke Skywalker even said that your inconf- your, your overconfidence is your weakness, and that was his weakness is he was overconfident yeah. and didn't, you know, use all of his stuff. But yeah, there's a lot more to know about this new trilogy, and oh, I'm pretty excited to yeah. figure it out. And but to close this all off with the whole Force thing is being able to use the force in insane amounts is possible in the expanded universe. And it is what everybody wants to see is ridiculously overpowered force powers because that is the force. We all want to see Ray taking down an entire star destroyer or blocking a lightsaber with the force, like her being stabbed in the, in the hand and then just blocking it with the force. Like that happened in a, in a trailer for star Wars, the old Republic, which is a video game. Is somebody gets stabbed with the lightsaber and she just blocks it with her hand. Because you could do that with the Force. You mm-hmm. could literally do anything with the Force and that's what you want to see. Is insane powers like that. See, Nobody has ever stopped a blaster bolt before. And that's what they that's did true. in this. Or at least that, froze it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we want to see. That's what I want to see. That's what me and Jared and Caleb want to see. Okay, I don't think necessarily like overpowered things, but new things. New things. New things but that I make... Okay, see... But also that makes sense for the character using them. Like yes. people who have different like strengths in different mm-hmm. areas and yeah. can be like, Oh, I'm going to train to be like super good with mind stuff, you know, or yeah. I'm going to be able to block things as freeze things in midair, which is actually what basically the only main thing that Kylo did was freezing things. He yeah. knows how to lock people in place and then also dig in their minds, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like the, how they make force users have different strengths and, and weaknesses. Yep. And, and, that for sure, that's what we all want to see. At least all of us is not not necessarily overpowered things. We want to see new things, and we want to see them be as powerful as they can be. They don't need to be have have the power over life and death. They don't. Ray does not need to bring down an entire star destroyer. Though I think we'd be okay if she did. Yeah, we, we would all be okay if she did. Well, at least we would. I don't think everybody would. I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody would. would freak out. But we want to see that stuff because it is possible, and they would be able to, especially with the technology. Like, Luke Skywalker probably could take down a Star Destroyer right now. He is that powerful in the Force. Like, with raw power, with, like, barely any training at all, he lifted an entire X-Wing out of the water. Oh, no, he never did that. Yoda did that. That was Yoda. Yeah. Yoda did that while he was insane. And Yoda (laughs) is ridiculously powerful. He did that while he was insane. With the technology that they had, though, that was amazing that they lifted an X-Wing out of the water, mm-hmm. you know? So that that is what I want to see. That is my goal for the next one is more character development that makes all the characters more interesting. And, you know, same with the, with the interactions. I loved that. Um, but we want to see more force powers and we want to see everybody reach their full potential and still have flaws that make sense to their character. Mm-hmm. But specifically, we want to see Rey with the bladed lightsaber... Yes, and doing people. ridiculously awesome force-powered stuff. 
That's what really. I just can't wait for a training scene with Luke and, and Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which they probably. I'm. I'm gonna say right now they probably won't give us that because you never saw Luke creating his own lightsaber on um, Ilum. You never saw mm. Luke doing any of the training stuff after Yoda. He just became a full fledged Jedi. To be honest, they never showed really any training stuff in any no. of the movies except, except for, for Yoda, Yoda and, Luke's and Luke. Which is why I think they need to show Rey's. That would be really cool. Because if we make the second movie about Rey beco- becoming a Jedi, yeah, th- more in depth than we've ever seen it before, I think that would be an ama- that would be a fantastic plot, or at least part of a plot. And I want to see. We, I think we all want to see Luke training Jedi because we didn't exactly. get to see that on the Jedi Academy, um, like that he made. And there's been countless games of Luke training Jedi, and that yep. was in the expanded universes. Every single time it was Luke. Right after that, he gra- gathers up a bunch of Jedi and trains them. But we've never seen it, and we all want to see it. So those are our goals. All right. Well, I think we're basically done here. We've talked about everything we could possibly talk about. And this is probably one of our longest podcasts ever. At least I think so. It's at a hot... Well, now we're 30, so no. Oh, well. <laughs> we've, had a, we've recorded for three hours before, so... Huh, well. I cut it down to, like, two, but yeah. still. All right, well... So there's that, and here's to Expanded Universe Star Wars stuff. We want, we want awesome. to see more Star Wars, and tons more Star Wars things are going to come out because... They have almost broken the record. They're um, the, like the rates have saying that they're going to beat Jurassic World soon. Um, for gross money, kind of a thing, mm-hmm. they're going to reach a billion within twelve days. Is what they said. That's pretty awesome. So there's going to be tons more Star Wars stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. There's going to be so many more Star Wars stuff, and we're all going to jump on the bad bandwagon <laughs> of we want to see more Star Wars. So we're all excited for that. All right. Well. Thank you guys for listening. This is the this is the official end for season one of the Christian Artist. We are officially um, this will be the last episode for the the year. The next episode will come out on like the first, second, or third, or the first or the second of January. Um, and so this is the end of season one of the Christian Artist. Next year. It's going to be season two. And season two, hopefully, will have 52 episodes because we won't skip an episode like we did multiple times this year and start in April like we did this year. Um, But yeah, there might be a few new things happening uh, next year. That's weird to say. Next year on The Christian Artist, including but not limited to a audio drama type thing we're going to mess with like we talked about a few times ago, uh, the concept album actually happening (laughs) and maybe altered intros or outros. Well, we might, we might, we'll see if you have any suggestions for any new things you'd like in season two, please let us know in the comments. Like a pet bird that repeats everything we say on the podcast. Oh, that would be annoying. (laughs) Oh yeah. But yeah, you can tell us that on Twitter at Christ underscore show. Perhaps you'd like me to eat something different on the podcast. (laughs) Or not eat at all. I'm sorry, I totally said that wrong. At Christ underscore art underscore show. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show. Or at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. Or on Google Plus, The Christian Artist. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next year. Well, you'll hear us next year. We're not going to see you or you're not going to see us. Don't tell them. Don't lie to them. Of course we're going to see them. 
we stalk every single one of them every time through the microphone yeah we have the force we have scrying abilities through this microphone what what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>